compromised his ability to fully embrace a spiritual recovery program, and it was creating a problem in his relationship with his significant other. He smoked his last joint in 1987, went into recovery, and has been clean and sober ever since. He has dedicated his professional career to helping others break the drug and alcohol addictions he faced. I, on the other hand, didn't have any alcoholics in my family, and was also 16 years old the first time I got drunk. My introduction to alcohol involved guzzling half a bottle of champagne and a six-pack of Michelob. I spent the rest of the night acting like an idiot and throwing up in the bathroom of my brother's apartment. The next day I could barely drag myself out of bed and had to go to work at my father's grocery store. On this particular day, my dad found out I was hungover. When you come from a family of seven children, there are few secrets, so my dad thought it would be a good idea for me to work in the liquor department that day. Having to handle all those bottles of alcohol when I was already reeling from a hangover made me feel even worse. I felt so sick, it took me about three days to get back to normal. In my memory, there wasn't anything fun about drinking. All I remembered about it was how sick it made me and how embarrassed I felt. Since then, I rarely touch alcohol, and I have never tried an illicit drug. But that doesn't mean I have never had any bad habits, or that I am not vulnerable to addiction. In my professional life as a psychiatrist, neuroscientist, and brain imaging specialist, I have realized that everybody is potentially at risk for addiction, and that drugs and alcohol aren't the only kinds of addictions that can damage the brain and ruin your life. I have also discovered that our daily behaviors and habits can either hurt our brains and make us more vulnerable to addiction, or they can help our brains and protect us from addiction. For more than 20 years, I have been treating people with all sorts of addictions to help them change their behaviors, enhance their brain function, beat their addictions, and improve the quality of their lives. Although David and I have both arrived at similar places in our careers, Our connection goes beyond a purely professional collaboration. We first crossed paths more than 15 years ago. One of David's family members was in crisis, and the family came to me when they were desperate for help. They had heard about my work with brain imaging, which was very controversial at the time, and hoped it might be beneficial in their case. The brain imaging did help, but it was the quality of our relationship that impressed David and his family. As David's family member improved, David and I and our families forged a deep and lasting friendship that straddles our professional and personal lives. Our two stories show very clearly that all people and all brains are not the same. Most people can drink or experiment with drugs without becoming addicted. For some people, however, a single gulp of alcohol or hit from a crack pipe can lead to a lifetime battle with addiction. For others, drugs and alcohol aren't a problem, but they can't break their addiction to gambling, video games, internet pornography, shopping, sex, food, smoking, social networking, texting, or working. What is it about our brains that makes some of us more vulnerable to addiction than others? And what can we do to break free from these addictions? These are some of the questions we have heard from thousands of patients who inspired us to write this book together. This book is divided into two parts. The first part helps you understand addiction and why some of us get sucked into its grasp. 
We will use the latest brain imaging research to show you what goes on inside the brain that makes some people more likely to fall into and stay in the grips of addiction. You'll learn to identify some of the signs of addiction in yourself or in those you care about, whether it's your spouse, your child, your grandchild, your parent, your friend, your roommate, your student, your co-worker, or your boss. This part will also shed light on common daily behaviors that might be setting you or a loved one up for addictions. The second part of this book focuses on breaking the chains of addiction so you can take control of your life instead of letting your addiction control you. The steps to unchain your brain are simple but not necessarily easy. After working with thousands of people with addictions, we know just how tough it can be to overcome addiction. But we have seen it work over and over again and know that it is one of the most rewarding things you can ever do in life.